right now, you're listening to the Mad Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever, C.K. Joe Rodermel. Greased up and ready to go. <laughs> Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Igina, and Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo, the ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Uh, we have our SummerSlam review, but a couple things to take care of first. Uh, unfortunately, the second week in a row, we have to say goodbye to someone. Uh, I'll do this the best I can. One of my favorite Vince-isms to repeat. <laughs> Miss Aretha Franklin. <laughs> Saying the uh, God bless America, or maybe America the Beautiful, whatever it was, at uh, WrestleMania three. Maybe the most famous WrestleMania of all time. She will be missed. An icon in the uh, soul R&B community. So she will be missed. Uh, thoughts go out to her family, her loved ones, her friends. Uh, a little bit of business to, business to take care of. Subscribe on iTunes. And five-star ratings and reviews. Always appreciated. And a couple small things before we get into SummerSlam. Uh, 10 pounds of gold, <laughs> which I have not really watched throughout, you know, this NWA championship. Eric was sending me links, like, for a while at the beginning. I think I saw, like, the first 10, and then I just couldn't keep up with it. But I, obviously, Nick Aldis was on the show a couple weeks ago, or last week, I guess. Um, and that coupled with the fact that they build it as a mini-series leading up to All In. I was like, oh, mini-series. Like, good marketing. You hooked me with that one. I, ha- I happened to have been sitting on the toilet, scrolling through Twitter. I saw it. I was like, oh, I'll watch this. And my God, was it incredible. Like, that 11 minutes was everything that wrestling is supposed to be. Like, I got more out of that 11 minutes than I've gotten out of WWE in the last 11 months, probably. And... A lot of that is credited to what Billy Corgan and Nick Aldis have done already. A lot of that is credited to, like, Cody and a lot of his, like, network of friends and extended family that he has. And Dave Lagana. Yeah, that, okay. I couldn't remember the name. Um, and, like, it felt like it mattered. It felt like a big deal. It felt important. It was, like, emotional. I loved it. I would recommend anyone. You definitely can can uh, scrape out 11 minutes a week to, to watch this Especially show. Especially on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Everybody that. spends at least 11 minutes a day on the toilet, I would assume. Some more than dump. Or 11 minutes a week. <laughs> you know, I, I think you could find time. I don't know if you guys all watched it, but I thought it was excellent, and I can't recommend it highly enough. I haven't watched it yet because it's too big for me. It's not, it's not indie enough for me. Looks <laughs> <laughs> too, too much like a production. Yeah. Too mainstream. Yeah, because like... Um, you and every girl I meet have the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pash had a heel turn this weekend. A face turn this weekend. So um, He texted me that yesterday. Told him about the 10 Pounds of Gold series. I told him, like, yeah, it's really good. I told him specifically to watch the one on Flip because on the interview, he talks about how that was his favorite thing about the 10... 
faced his favorite match he's had since he's been defending the title. It was his match with Flip, and it was the most important because it, it had to deal with all in. And 10 pounds of gold captured that emotion in Flip really trying to get booked, and that was like his last way of getting booked because he had, he had a few matches. He had a match with MJF, and I think he had a mixed tag to team with Brandy, but she had, but um, that was against MJF too, I believe. Mm-hmm. But he ended, up, he ended up losing that match by disqualification. So the story of Flip trying to get booked, you could feel that emotional story, and then him, not even, him loop with the way he lost – he didn't even tap. And right. then just getting the just getting the salute from Cody and Nick after the match, it, it, it said a lot about it. And it's a real emotional series. Like you said, that's what wrestling's about, is telling the story. And that's and that series makes that title feel more important than any title in wrestling. And no matter and when Laugh when Laugh found out we got I got we got all this for the show, he didn't care about the NWA being a dead brand or anything about that. He cared about the title. Right. And that's all it should be. And that, no matter what, that title will always carry the history, dead brand or not. Because Flair held it, Dusty held it, Harley held it. That belt has so much lineage. And that 10 pounds of gold series actually shows that. Yeah. And I did watch the, the flip episode. And three friends of the show in that episode. <laughs> we had Aldis... Flip and Nick Lendl all, all, made appearances, all made appearances on that on that episode. So I actually mentioned Nick Lendl on Twitter today, like because I had watched it and I was like, oh, it's kind of cool that he's like actually involved in this stuff now. It's crazy. Um, so yes, make time to watch it. Everyone has eleven minutes to spare. Since we're talking about all in, mm-hmm. I have a complaint. Okay. So today, Chris Jericho put out a podcast. Or a radio show. A talk show. A talk talk show show with Cody and the Young Bucks. My complaint, Passion, I want to know how you feel about this. Am I wrong? I did not... I don't appreciate Jericho trying to put himself on the same... Like, in the same category as Cody and Young Bucks. Like, he saw... Like, he was saying something about, like, Hot Topic and, like, pro wrestling teams. And he's like, yeah, like we're this brand and this and that but like Jericho you're acting like you didn't make your name in the big leagues like if it wasn't for that you wouldn't be anything yeah now that's not to say like if he came up if he was like born a generation later like maybe he would be exactly like one of these guys but you're right he was in Japan in Mexico all these places and wasn't really a big name until he got to the United States in WCW and then to a, a larger degree, WWF and WWE. So, yes, his history in WCW and WWE are why he is such a big deal outside of WWE. Although I do still think it's awesome that he is doing that and, like, bringing people, like, more people to watch it than probably would otherwise. Uh, and I'm just happy for him that he's, like, having a fun time away from that place that not everybody has so much fun at. Place is that? Chuck E. Cheese's? <laughs> yeah. My favorite yeah. thing in the interview <laughs> was... I felt that. This was a long time ago, though. This was like a few months ago when they recorded it. That's the only thing I'm not really big on Jericho's show about. But he was saying, like... He asked Cody... Or Cody <clears throat> was talking about why he wouldn't want to come back. Like, he's not... He said... He made it clear that he's like... Not to say I can't, but I don't think I can take direction anymore. Like, why would I go there 
and you hand me a script, like, I'm not going to want your script because I can do whatever I want now. So why would I go back there? There's not enough money that can make me do that. Like, he's yeah. like, not to say that I don't like money, but it doesn't make any sense. And how bad can he really be hurting for money at this point? Sometimes it's not about money. It's about peace of mind, too. Just knowing you have creative control of your character is a lot of peace of mind. Yeah, he would go back there. They'd make him a big deal for three weeks. Not even. And then it'd be the same thing as it's always been, like with just another guy. So I, I hope he doesn't go back. I hope he continues to just build on what he's building outside of there. I think the industry of wrestling is better for what these guys are doing outside of there. I think eventually we'll go back, but it won't be to the tail end of his career, maybe one or two matches, that's it. Yeah, which is fine. Like, you want to go back there all. and get a payday and get big exposure on the big brand again and, like, get some closure, fine. But for now, I just hope he does the rest of, like, the meat of his career outside of there. Um, so you guys ready to talk about SummerSlam? Yes. Um... So we had a universal title match. That was Finally. the main event. Um, the only thing I saw live, the only thing I needed to see live, <laughs> and I saw the result live, and I had one reaction to the result of that match, which was simply... <laughs> <laughs> Roman Reigns is the Universal Champion. All is right in the world as far as I am concerned. Brock Lesnar was not on TV this week, as he typically never is, and the Universal Championship was, and it was defended. Uh, I liked the way it played out. I liked the way the match was laid out. I liked... Like, Braun came out and gave all those people hope of, like, oh, wait, Braun's going to be the champion. I liked that that didn't happen, but people were kind of expecting it to. So Roman won. It was a little bit of a swerve the way it happened. I thought the match for what it was is about as good as you're going to get out of Brock at this point. It was short, sweet, and, I mean, it ended the title reign, which is most people wanted. Yeah, and it didn't get booed out of the building when he won, which I was happy I about. thought for sure Braun would play more of a piece in this, though, because considering his match with Kevin, Kevin Owens was not even a match. <laughs> right. We'll get to that. Yeah. I can't wait because, listen, WWE, way to stick it to the fans. <laughs> Throwing Braun in the mix, <laughs> trying to get their hopes up. So, and then cutting right off as soon as Roman wins, so you don't give him time to right. boo. WWE, you get an applause. <laughs> well, Joey just hit on something. So before I talk about this, um, what would you guys rate SummerSlam each? Oh, I would give it solely for this. I give it a showstopper. I mean, there was plenty on the show for me to rate it a showstopper. I'd probably just go slobber knocker. Because two of the matches weren't even matches, and well, I, disappointed. I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. I'm glad we have somebody that feels opposite about that here. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. Um, I'm gonna give it a showstopper. I like we we were at WrestleMania, and one thing about WrestleMania was you got restless. And mind you, we weren't there at SummerSlam, so I can't speak from experience. But even at home, I didn't feel restless. I, I was into the whole show, and the, I stayed up the whole show. But now back to the whole Roman thing. <sighs> it it was. I have not jumped up in my house in a long time. It was so. Ha- it, it was, Since was, the Super Bowl. Y- yes. You broke out a case of jammers. Yes. <laughs> yes. The party was on. All was right. All was right in the world, and like they did a great job protecting Roman in this because, like Prep said, they brought out they brought out Braun. 
to act like the, the savior of, of, of this match, whatever, that nobody wants to see. They got them in and out for the most part. Not a, It wasn't a repeat of, of WrestleMania with just Superman punches and spears for 10, 15 minutes. I believe this match lasted less than 10 minutes, I believe. So they did a good job with Roman here. And all's right in the world. And I didn't see Brock on Monday night, which I was excited <laughs> about. Saw Paul. Keeping keep Brock relevant. Well, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but all's right in the world. And I'm so happy. I I, I hope Brock's gone. Like, right after the next night on WWE.com, I checked if Brock was still on the roster. I don't, I don't want to see him. <laughs> is he still on the roster? <laughs> I don't want to see you. And, and, and the other end of that is Roman Reigns could start winning fans back if he keeps defending the title on a weekly basis. Yeah, well, yeah, because um, when we get to the Raw segments... It, I have thoughts on that too because I think they did a good job with him Monday and um, Sunday and Monday. Yeah, for me, SummerSlam it was enjoyable. It was, I mean, it was long, but you know that going in that it's going to be long, and I enjoyed it like from start to finish. I thought there was enough good matches on there, and I, I thought the ones that were like were short or weren't really matches, like I kind of thought that was fine for those particular matches. The ones that I really was looking forward to, I felt like got treated enough. respectfully, and the ones I didn't really care about were kind of the ones that were the, the throwaways. Um, and one of them actually I thought should have, like, it was the way it should have been. Um, yeah, so on Raw, Roman defends the title against Finn Balor. One, I thought it was awesome that they had Roman come out and give Finn the opportunity in front of the Brooklyn crowd. Um I thought it was a great Raw main event. And then, obviously, we get one, like, the huge high that the crowd was on for Braun coming out, followed by possibly an even bigger high with the reunion of The Shield. Like, didn't see that one coming, didn't expect it at all, thought it was awesome, and I love the idea of, like, The Shield protecting the title now. I don't think that's necessarily the story they're trying to tell, but, like, Roman did all this work to, like, get the title back, and it's like now the Shield is, like, protecting it. I, I love that that story, if that's what they're telling. It would definitely play out better that way, if that's that's the way they go, kind of like a stable with a title around, and they can start adding other pieces. Yeah, and also it's like Braun can't catch a break now. Like, he got screwed at SummerSlam. He got screwed on Monday night, and I love the idea now. One of the things I've had an issue with since he won the briefcase was, like, He's too good, he's he's too imposing to need the contract to win his first title. And so I like that it's almost like the odds that he has to fight against are kind of like nothing anyone else has had to do. Yeah, which like is that, you need for a guy like that because they, they, they kind of position him as a guy who's unbeatable, who if you have a one-on-one match, you're most likely going to beat him. So they're beating him without having to lose a match, essentially. Yeah, and like you'll hear people say about Superman, like he's boring because he's too powerful and nobody could beat him. And it's like they figured out a way to make Braun not Superman, which I think is amazing. So what what's the uh, thought of the rest of you guys on on Raw, the events of Raw? This event particular this situation in particular? Yes, th- this segment. It was great. Like, again, you got Finn who finally got a uh, rematch for losing the title so they can kind of close the book on that. Um, great match and just everything involved and it was awesome. It was fun to watch. Yeah, for me, it was cool seeing Finn finally face Roman Reigns again because they had a good match before. The whole Braun thing, he can't lose. Like, he's eventually going to beat Roman Reigns, which kind of bums me out. Yeah. But all I want 
is a Dean Ambrose heel turn. <laughs> so for me, I'd rather have Dean Ambrose face Roman than Seth, but t- only time will tell what's really going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ron talked about, like you guys talked about earlier, that they did a good job protecting Roman here because, first of all, they, he, the crowd popped for him offering Finn Balor a title match because he, Finn Balor never actually got his one-on-one rematch, so they did appreciate that, that Roman came, went out and did that his first night because, believe it or not, that's the first time the Universal title's been defended in almost a year and a half, basically. Yeah. basically. So that got, the, that got Roman kudos too. And they also protected Roman as well because the fans would boo, boo him beating Finn Balor clean. So what they did was they got Braun in, they got Braun involved in this, and Roman beats Finn quick, so the fans can't like destroy him right away or boo him. And then the unexpected with the Shield returning that got Roman a pop too because nobody's gonna boo the Shield no matter how no matter how many times they do it. The last time they did it was incomplete because Roman was sick and then Dean got hurt, so it was incomplete. But nobody's gonna boo the Shield, so they did a good job protecting Roman in every. Every aspect of SummerSlam weekend. Does it bother you that they build it as another reunion rather than just like because they never technically broke up? Right, like just let it be a thing. Exactly. Like, oh, like, the Shield is here. Like if it's they're not, together, it's the Shield, but it doesn't back. need to be like a, a reunion, reunion. Is like DX showing up on Raw. Like yeah. that's a reunion to me. This shouldn't be a reunion. This is like oh, they're the Shield, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Reunions like. 20 guys from high school <laughs> huddled in a cramped bar. It smells of uh, desperation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These three guys are not desperate, and I don't think they were drunk at the time. Nah, definitely not. Um, I think Dean Barber was probably drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if, like, the way we talk about Cena's U.S. Open Challenge, what if that's, like, what Roman ultimately does with, like, the biggest title on Raw? It would be just night and day from where we were to no title defenses to just a litany of title defenses. Yeah. I think it's going to get weird now with, like, Angle being sent home. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I, t- I mean, it, I told you guys, it made me laugh. I love Constable Corbin. I told you, I told you guys that last he's week. He's like an Applebee's waiter. He's, he so, he's just, like, so much more entertaining because it's like, okay, he's kind of not actually good at talking. So, like, they're making him talking be just annoying anyway. So it, it works. It's kind of like what happened with Jason Jordan when he went from trying to be all sincere and it wasn't really working to, like, once he started being silly and goofy and, like, no self-awareness, then it was great. So, like, they figured out the, like, the role that Corbin fits into. So I think that's perfect. Um, Daniel Bryan and The Miz, we had, first of all, we had a Miz Taraj reunion very briefly. That was a reunion. (laughs) Yes. Uh, favorite part of that was them saying they had a new reality show called Total Fellas. (laughs) (laughs) But with the B team. Right. But B for B team made it Total Bellas. I thought that was funny. Um, And I love this match. I thought it lived up to what I wanted it to be. And my favorite line on commentary the entire show was when Michael Cole said, or whoever said, um, 
something was in Miz's hand. And Gord Graves, it wasn't like super clear. It was kind of in the background. You heard him say, Maurice's heart. Because <laughs> 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 it wasn't like overt. I don't like I don't even know if most people noticed it, but I heard it, it but you got very it. faintly and it killed me that he said that. There's something in Mrs. Hand. Maurice's heart. It just I died at that. It was great. Um we even got, like, a post-match story with Brie, which you don't always get that on a pay-per-view anymore. I like that that happened. Um, so, you guys, give me your thoughts on Ms. Bryan. Did it live up to the eight years in the making? This huh? was the one... I'm good. sorry. No, you're good. This was the one match I kind of dozed off on. I think it was just that I had already watched so much. This and was directly in the middle of the show, too. Yeah, so I was like... I had to take that prep nap. So, <laughs> I took, like, five minutes... And then I woke up to like towards the end. Quick I thought it was I thought it was good for what it was at, but it was clearly not the finish of the story. So right for me, it's only again time will tell. But I did like what they did on SmackDown. So that's I mean great match. I thought I'm watching it, but the way you kind of worded it, did it live up to the eight year build? No, I mean quite simply, it was a great match. Loved it, but it wasn't that eight year culmination I didn't feel like it was all that especially ending the way it did with the, the, the brass knucks <laughs> but you think there's a chance though like if they have a couple more matches we ultimately will get like a fitting end yes cause yeah. if, if this is if this is just like the start of them having matches like we have time to to build to that oh well, apparently Daniel Ryan's a ticking time bomb so I mean, we might <laughs> not have time <laughs> that's true um Alo? Well, you guys all know I appreciate the power of the punch. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so when I saw those, I, I popped, and he was talking about it. Was I loved it. But to Monday morning quarterback it a little bit, I thought this should have been the second match on the card because, like Prep said, he got tired. And I talked about the crowd reaction being important to this match. It wasn't much crowd reaction at all. So since it was in the middle of the show, it was like, okay, we've been here for a while now. I'm, a little, I'm, getting, I'm starting to get a little tired. So, but I did enjoy the match. I did love Maurice and Monroe, or Maurice and the carrot baby cat straw right. house at yeah. ringside. I did the walking en- ratings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, I enjoyed them being at ringside because, like, it's a really a part of the story. And, like, they're bringing, like, this whole Miz and Mrs. thing into into the WWE, which I really do enjoy. And I thought the Miz winning with the power of the punch was a perfect way for him to win because Brian kept talking about it. he didn't want to take the easy way easy ways out all the time. So the Miz took the easy way out this time and won. Yeah. I thought the match, the way they played it out too, like I said, it was a good match, but it wasn't like what you think a technical classic. It was just two guys that really hate each other. You could see it being played out with like physical blows and kicks and just the welt on Miz's chest. Yeah, his chest was, as Corey Graves said, looked like hamburger. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. On SmackDown, I enjoyed the follow-up to it as well. Obviously, him mocking Daniel's retirement and Maurice being there and then Bree coming out and just... Bree, yeah. Yeah. Just Your favorite theme song of all time. <laughs> favorite theme song of all time, her taking Miz out behind the woodshed for a minute. I thoroughly enjoyed all that. I definitely enjoyed that when she went to town on Miz. But do we like that they have a mixed tag match in Hell in a Cell? Because I thought this should have been... Well, maybe they just don't even want Daniel Bryan to do a Hell in a Cell match. And come to think of it, I don't want him in Hell in a Cell either. Better to do it now than, like, drag it off till Mania. Right. Yeah. Just get it out of the way. How long do you think this goes on? Well, 
last night, I don't know if you know, but Miz and Brian, they're booked for that super showdown in Australia mm. to determine the number one contender for the WWE Championship. Okay. Interesting. Oh, I didn't see that. That is interesting. Yeah, I so, did not see that. Yeah, they, it, it was announced last night after SmackDown on Instagram that that's going to happen. I would like like a Team Miz, Team Brian Survivor Series match, too. That'd be good. That would be. I, I, I'll i see this uh, mixed tag match, though, just because of the nature of it. Miz and Mrs. and Brian and Bree. Or Miz and Mers, as... Uh, <laughs> Miz and Mers? Bo, I believe, oh, said. Yeah. I, I love this backstage segment with Paige. <laughs> so you got punched that. by a girl. <laughs> I just love Paige. How did Paige look? Good. Yeah, she really has knocked the role of GM out of the park. Like, I remember when it first was announced, we were all happy, like, because it happened right after it was announced that she couldn't compete anymore. I think we were all kind of heartbroken for her that, like, this girl grew up in this business and she can't do it anymore and she's what like 25 and what mm-hmm. this business this, this business, business. <laughs> um, and then she gets made GM and I had high hopes for it I thought oh I think she could be really good I think this could be different and I had high hopes for it but this far exceeded my expectations she's definitely exceeded expectations I think she's been incredible um, and yeah I am looking forward to Miz and Maurice we already know they can work a high profile mixed tag match so I think it'll be worthy of a hell in a cell spot. Yeah, and then the whole, it's basically the, the, the reality shows versus reality yeah. show this time. <laughs> and we all know this is basically a publicity stunt, but I'll get to publicity stuff later. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, I, like, I hope they do the Total Bellas spinoff again, or the parody. Which one? The one I think the, they one will. with the B team or the, the, the I think we'll see, <laughs> I think we'll see Miz as Daniel Bryan but see, walking around on his knees. Yeah, but see, I, would it be as good as Cena? Because the thing with Cena is because Cena, Cena takes himself so seriously. So it was funny watching Miz deliver all the things Cena says. Because I don't know if you guys ever seen Miz's episode of Total Divas where um, Nikki cooks for John. And um, <laughs> John, John was like, you're cooking? Why are you cooking? Is this going <laughs> is, is to be a thing? <laughs> there's, there's a crumb right there. It, it, it was so, it, like he takes himself so seriously. So I don't know if it'll be as funny, but... I do want to see him wear a goat, wear like a, a fake beard and stuff like that. He probably walk on his knees too. And eat plants. Eat pl- yeah. <laughs> eat if plants Miz is like really dorky, look like yeah. acting. I thought I think it'd be pretty funny. Here's where I think it'll work though, is because where everyone just ate it up that he's doing John Cena. Like I think that was part of what turned the crowd around to liking Miz. Yeah. Was that sequence? I think this will annoy people more, and it will make him more of because this is the other weird thing. Did you ever think we'd see a Miz Daniel Bryan match where the crowd was like kind of 50-50? 50-50 no. 50 50? No. And that, and that's and that's that was the pro- I was the problem about the reaction too. It was like in that time in that t- since that talking smack promo, everybody's on a 180 on Miz. So nobody actually hates him. Well, not him everybody. Anymore. Some people just stayed where they were. <laughs> right. It's, it's just shtick. Just your best friend. <laughs> it's just shtick. But I uh it's like nobody hates the Miz anymore. Yeah, but I think if they do that, where he's legitimately making fun of Daniel Bryan and belittling Daniel Bryan, people aren't going to love that. They, they they might laugh and think it's funny, but I don't think they will love it the way they did with John Cena. I think it works in that in that case. Yeah, like I I see a lot of people's points about how this needs to be taken more seriously and all, but for the for the sport, like I said about Cena and Nikki against Miz and Maurice last year at WrestleMania, it's the sports entertainment concept of it, like. I expect um, Brian and Brie to win, 
But and then it's gonna leave something else with Maurice and, and Bree, I think. But that it'll, it'll be good sports entertainment. And no matter what, I do like the fact that they got Bree involved because Maurice got involved. So I do like that from that perspective. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. Oof. Can I can I offer an apology <laughs> before we get into it? Sure. I said on the show last week that this was a bad story. It was like a '90s mid card story. I was wrong. This turned out to be better than I ever expected, and a rare moment when, like, I almost forgot for a second that I was watching fiction. Like, the point when Joe yelled out to Wendy and she was sitting there with her daughter, who was adorable, by the way. Yes. And then the point when AJ walks over and she's like, Daddy, you're bleeding, and she looks like she's about to cry. She was I got, like, cry. choked up. And she goes right back to the mom. Yeah, she like, he grabs her, and she, like, it, yeah. it, like, fit the story perfectly of, like, you know, maybe this guy's not the best dad. Like, he wants to go right back to her mom. And him, like, kind of almost having his feelings hurt that she didn't want to stay with him. And then walking out together, I was like, wow, this was better than... In Society AJ, you don't get to see a lot. Like, it ended up... They don't like, have that. It ended up legitimately feeling really personal, which I didn't expect to feel that way. I thought it was just going to be corny. Prep, I always like to, to kind of go with you first when we get to Joe. Like, what are your thoughts about how this has played out? And you could get into the SmackDown stuff, too. The match at SummerSlam was pro- I think it was my favorite match of the weekend, even with the finish, mm-hmm. just because of the, what happened after the fact. Like, AJ getting busted open, I don't know if that was planned. I, I don't know if tell. AJ I, I told Joe, was. like, yo, throw me as hard <laughs> as you can. But the blood worked, like, nothing better than accidental blood. Yeah. And then, it happened a lot at this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then the um, the, the simplest thing on SmackDown, like, Joe only said, like, one line about, like, oh, I know Daddy wanted to come home and go to sleep, but yeah. Daddy's already sleeping. Right. Whatever it was, I probably butchered it. So good. Fantastic. Yeah. What did you think of him getting on the mic in the middle of the match? It didn't bother me. I thought that was good, too. Like, it didn't bother I loved it. Yeah. yeah I, did it. That, that, I think that was what, like, snapped it from, like, this is good to, like, this is great. Like, that moment was when it went up a whole other notch for me. And how good was AJ throwing the staff? Yeah, awesome. Like, the two guys around? Again, like Joey said, like, it, you don't see AJ in that position. You don't see him really acting that way, so it was, like, out of character for him. So you see, this actually really yeah, got it to it kind of makes it believable with the storyline. It kind of helps you feel more into it when you see someone acting out of character because that's the way you would kind of act in a situation like this. Yeah, and we know for sure that's a Hell in a Cell match, right? Just about pretty... They haven't officially announced no, it, but, but we're pretty yeah, sure Yeah, you gotta stop because like we said, like this storyline was just like, eh, whatever. But Joe made this personal. <laughs> and the fact that AJ actually snapped because AJ's done nothing all year. So he's just been going through the motions or whatever. Nothing he's done has been good. But, like, he finally got an edge out of AJ. Even on SmackDown, when Joe just choked him out, I was like, wow, this is, like, this is actually a really good story that they're actually telling here. And we did say that last week about this would be good in the long haul, but not right now. Yeah, I, I, uh... For me, it's been good here now and moving forward. I'm even more excited to see what they do. And Joe just showing up during that interview on SmackDown... He gives you that feeling of terror is a little too dramatic of a word, but you actually fear for AJ. Like, you believe Joe is actually going to hurt him, not just beat him in a match. And that's exactly how it played out on Tuesday night. 
where AJ is actually in danger with Joe there. And Paige almost, like, accidentally, like, sprung him on AJ. Like, now AJ has this problem that he probably shouldn't have. I'm just really excited about this whole thing. I don't know if it's going to keep getting more personal going down this road with his family, and I don't know if that's good to have that be the long-term story, but I know for SummerSlam it worked to a level I did not expect it to. I just hope that they can change my mind because in my head it's like, okay, well, I know AJ is not going to lose this title. Like, just surprise me because that's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Like, give the title to Joe. He deserves it, as we've said numerous times. And I think, like, a very fitting guy for AJ to lose it to, a guy that he has all this history with. Yeah. How many days has he held it? I mean, it's less than a year. It's not a it's year until... It's almost a year. Is it a year of the Rumble? Out. November. Survivor Series is when he won it? He won a week, a week or two before Survivor Series. Oh, that's right. He won it in the UK, right? Yeah. Just think, the last WWE champion. Who was it? Jinder. Jinder Mahal. Wow! We talk a lot about AJ not doing much for the last year, but that he made me forget that Jinder had it before him. I think maybe he's done more than we've realized. Yep. Shanti. <laughs> <laughs> the modern day conspicuous by his absence. Yes, but loved this. Was a very big fan of it. Uh, Seth and and Ziggler. I think I said on the show last week. I thought this should be the match of the night. I think there's a good chance that it was. You definitely can make a case for it. I thought both guys did great. I thought Seth's gear was incredible. The Thanos uh, gauntlet boot that he wore. I don't watch that stuff. <laughs> I like your it. problem, uh, Joey. I know you're. I'm pretty sure you're a big Ziggler guy. Yeah, I've always been a fan of Ziggler. I mean, what did, like you, said, what did you think of this? He's not great. It's an all-around character, but his in-ring work is superior. Um, you always see some quality matches out of Ziggler. Both ends, it was a really good match, up and down, back and forth. Then you tied in the two outside elements with Dean Ambrose and um, McIntyre. It was a really good match. It was yeah. really fun to watch. Alo, you your concern last week was that the two guys on the outside would take away from the match. Do you think that happened, or do you think, if anything, they added to it? No, it didn't take away at all, because... Basically, like, these guys, like, they legit kind of played their role. They didn't get involved too much. There was one spot early in the match where um, I believe Ziggler was behind Ambrose and McIntyre Galloway was in front of Seth's face, and then that kind of got... That kind of got... <laughs> that ended pretty quick. And it, these two actually, like, they, like, went out and killed it out there. That This is my match tonight, so I was wrong. <laughs> Eric, Eric will appreciate that. Oh, damn. But, but I can admit when I'm wrong... One thing you can't see is his fingers crossed, Eric. <laughs> I can admit when I was wrong because, like, Ambrose and Galloway didn't take anything away from the match. I thought I, I thought for a second there Galloway was in, uh, McIntyre was going to cost. It's Galloway. He was going to cost. <laughs> he was going to cost. He didn't think he was going to cost half the match because he had his attention turned to the outside. He was going to walk right into a super kick, but he beat him to the punch. Yeah, he did. And I, yeah, I really did enjoy this match. Like, he, um, when Seth did that reverse flatline or whatever that was mm-hmm. off the top rope. And he looked like he landed hard. I know. Yeah. Like, I was like, my God. Like, I really was like, oh, my God. I can't believe this match was awesome. Yeah, it was a rough spot. Yeah. But like, I really did enjoy this match. And this match was my match tonight and on the match of the year board. As soon, la- soon as he landed that move, I heard that record screech. <laughs> <lit zip. Yeah. laughs> to, to Joey's point about thinking that Seth was going to lose, I knew the result. 
Like, I didn't watch it till this morning. And I knew, obviously, that Seth was the Intercontinental Champion by the time I watched it. And at that point, I even got like, ah, oh, Seth is going to lose. I'm like, wait a minute. So that tells you how good that match was, that I knew the result. And they still hooked me into thinking Dolph was going to find a way to win it. Uh, Prep, what are your uh, thoughts? It was my second favorite match of the night, obviously, because I already said Samoa Joe right. and AJ and, and fairly. Yeah, but I was more invested in that story rather than this story. So I can appreciate it for what it was. I really like Ziggler's gear. I know we gave it up to uh, <laughs> to Seth, but I really like Ziggler going with the belt on the tights. <laughs> well, you like wrestling stuff, so. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a good touch. Yeah, and, and then Dean, one thing. Dean, if you're going to have your hair shaved, have it shaved. <laughs> Don't be like that middle... That middle ground? Yeah. Back. That prison cut? <laughs> just, just cut it. I don't know. He's probably already trying to grow it back, to be honest. He's like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, not the best look. No. At all. I, I kind of want him to go back to the slick back. Like, and they have sharp barbers. Like, they always post that, that dude Majestic. <laughs> he cuts everybody's hair. Get a good haircut, Dean. It's a couple times I have to double take on Dean because he's, he's thicker. His hair is cut and he has that facial hair. I'm like, is that Dean Ambrose? Is that really him? <laughs> like, it's like the saw- new Ultimate Warrior where yeah. people think it's a different guy. Someone else playing Dean Ambrose. <laughs> we saw him in the offseason, you know, when he was hurt, when he was on the uh, offseason. Zam- yeah. Zamboni or whatever. Like, he had, like, a sharp shape up. Like, right. dude, just cut your hair nice. No, agreed. Um, and Seth and Dean, obviously... The shield back together. We don't have to get into that again. I did like Dean's match with Ziggler. I did too. I thought I thought he looked smooth. Yeah, yeah. he did. Like it's. I mean, Ziggler. Ziggler's great to work with, but I thought Dean looked very smooth. He didn't miss much. But that match they had on Monday was better than their SummerSlam match last year. Did it bother you that Michael Cole was trying to like say how? Uh, Dean was his had style, all this his ring styles different. Yeah, and, it was yes. exactly. This, it was Dean Ambrose He's trying to sell you on something <laughs> new, especially because Michael Cole, you're not the one that needs to be selling anyone on in ring style. That's that feels not not that, what you guys do. That feels like it was someone else in his ear saying, "Solomon's a new character." Yeah, uh, he that was unnecessary. But I thought the match was really good. It was good to see. One of my concerns last week was, did he bulk up too much? I felt like his arms didn't really work right. The first week he came back, but and all's right in the world. We restored balance. Dolph's back to losing matches for other people now. And the Shield has the two top titles in on Raw, which I think is great. Um, Wait, speaking of the Shield, mm-hmm. they're they've been confirmed to be in six man tag team action at the Australia show too. Yes. So you won't appreciate this. When is it? By the way, October sixth. Okay, that's Mama Adel's birthday. But um. <laughs> I really want to see them versus Undisputed Era. <laughs> I really do. Yes. Because you didn't watch, t- you didn't see Takeover, but my God, I really want to see them versus Undisputed Era. I don't know if you watch Kyle O'Reilly. I don't know if he's done it in in NXT though, but that so the Lunatic Lariat, you know, when he bounces back, Kyle O'Reilly used to do it. It originates from Nigel McGuinness. He used mm-hmm. to do it in ROH, and then Kyle O'Reilly was doing it, and now Dean's doing it. How funny would it be if they, like, go Did to it both together. bounce off? <laughs> just like. I'm just not a Kyle O'Reilly guy. And then the guitar thing, like, 
dude, it's been it's been done by somebody so much more relevant than you. He like, put up a video though tuning his guitar. And that How bothered good me. Is that? that bothered me even more. So good. I'm like, dude, you're such a dork. Like he, like I said, he looks good for him that he's he's successful. Good for him that he's getting paid. Good for him that like most of the wrestling world likes this guy. To me, he just looks like a dork that should be doing this with his friends in the backyard. Right. A high school dork that's like, oh, I'm a wrestler. I give up. Such a body guy. guy. <laughs> Such a body guy. It's not even it, the way he talks. He's his getting face. Up. <laughs> anyway, him tuning the guitar. It's like you're just some nerd trying to look cool, and that's like one of my biggest pet peeves. Is like I'm fine not being cool. I'm fine that I'm not the coolest guy in the world. I'm not trying to pretend I am. It bothers me when I feel like somebody is. Why do you send me that video? You tuning your guitar then, Joey. <laughs> Well, you're never getting another video of me tuning my guitar. So last oh, one. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that would be cool. Like, I know people would love it if they did that. And while I'm not into those guys, like, I get the significance of it. And it would be, like, Yeah, a cool I thing. really want to see Who that. do you think it would be against? It's it's not, I, no, I want them to face the shield. Three well, on three. Sh- I know who you uh, you want the Undisputed Hour to face. But who do you think the shield's going to be facing? Oh, I have no clue. And three man, six man. I have no clue because you have to assume that Ro- Braun's. We have to assume Braun's going to cash in money in the bank before. Well, he's going to say, I'm, "I want to match a Hell in a Cell." That's who's going to cash his money in the bank at. So you have to assume Roman and Braun's going to be inside Hell in a Cell, so Rollins and Ambrose can be out of the cage. But I don't know because the title doesn't really have to be on the line. Right. If, if it's some, if they're facing somebody <clears throat> important. And the title doesn't have to be on the line. I mean, my first thought is sanity, but, I mean, nah. that wouldn't be fun. Well, they're on SmackDown. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm just thinking of groups that would be... But since this Baron Corbin thing's happening, maybe Baron Corbin gets, like, a tag team, like, Authors of Pain or somebody, and they can face them. So it would be, like, five S.H.I.E.L.D. members in the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could do that. I don't know. Because uh, that was my thought was Corbin and Ziggler... And Galloway, Galloway, just yeah, to that, keep that. That actually, going. that actually fits perfectly. Which it could be. It could, yeah, it could be. Or Ziggler brings up somebody. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't need any call-ups because could, nobody can make it on TV anyway. Because <laughs> even Kurt Angle's being on vacation or whatever, he's rumored to be coming back and wrestling that show too. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, or he can wrestle Corbin. <laughs> For winner gets to stay in power. Yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ronda and Alexa Bliss. This was the match to me that was like, it was exactly what I felt like it needed to be. Alexa didn't need to get offense in. Alexa didn't need to be a threat. Alexa didn't need to to stretch Ronda out into the deep waters. Like Ronda is physically dominant. I liked that Alexa was just so desperate in that match, and I don't know. I thought it was perfect, and I'm curious if you guys agree with me. It was okay. Perfect. It was all right. That's what it had to be. I just... I I didn't like it in that position. Like, it shouldn't have been the co-main event. But did you really look at it as a co- what came, What went on before that? That uh, the What was right before that? Um... I don't remember. Balor, Corbin. Was it? But because I didn't take it that way. Because I already knew this match wouldn't be that long. I didn't expect Alexa to get any offense. Because Alexa's been running from Ronda for for months. So this is what I expected it to be. Because Ron, they basically showcase a Ronda at this point. So that's that, that's what I expected it to be. So 
I, I didn't have a problem with it at all. I and like then, that Ronda had better gear, too. Yeah. Yeah, I still hate those the gloves, makeup, though. Those fake gloves. Yeah. The fuck was them. the eyeshadow? Was she the dancing makeup, at a strip that, club? That, that, <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> Did you that. see the pictures all over social media of her... A side by side of Mac from Always Sunny. Yep. Yeah, the Nightman cometh. The Nightman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be your uh, new theme entrance. She has been doing that at pay per views though, wearing like the crazy eye makeup. I don't like it. I'm not a fan either. And I'm sorry, I was a fan of Travis Brown at one point because he was like legit killing dudes. I don't know if it's. Because I'm jealous that he's with Ronda. <laughs> I sense a little jealousy. Those green eyes. I can't stand him. <laughs> I'm I'm so over him. I I hope that he's never on a scene on WWE television ever again. I'm with you. You didn't enjoy the makeout session. No. Well, I hope that she got heat for that. <laughs> and he beats women, so that's not cool. Well, no. he probably was too busy actually pretending it was him on the other <laughs> makeout session. Yeah, I'm not a Travis Brown fan either, and it's not because he's with Ronda. It's because he was hyped as, like, the next big thing, and he got knocked out four times in a row or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no gas tank. Four no. times. Yeah. So He's like, just just how we feel about Nganu now. Like, that's how, like, it's okay. Like, we know you knock dudes out, but you have to be able to do other things too. Right, you're not going to knock everybody out. It just no. doesn't happen. Uh, and then on Raw, we had the title ceremony with Stephanie calling Ronda her protege, and she's doing exactly what I wanted her, what I've trained her to do. It was like I was watching myself. And then we have Ronda as the, the white meat baby face lifting up the whole rest of the women's division. It's about all of us and getting uh, one over on Stephanie once again. I think Ronda's getting better on the microphone. There's definitely think, improvements. Yeah, I don't think the the promo from last week or two weeks ago that we talked about was like a fluke. I think she's just actually getting better at it. Um, she's a little more out of her own head and into the moment. Yeah. Do you agree with that, Prep? I don't like the... I didn't like this segment because I was too busy watching everybody's reaction. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Dude, there's a still shot of Sasha Banks and Bailey's. Yeah. When Ronda's music hit, and it's the stinkest look in the world. It's fantastic. <laughs> and then Bailey actually, um, she got a she got a, a screen capture of Ronda's face when she was hugging her. She's like, oh, I don't trust her. <laughs> so good. But go ahead, prep. Yeah. So I was just too busy watching everybody else, and I'm tired. Like Stephanie, just don't come on TV anymore. I agree. Her husband's there, there, so yeah. she had to be there. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel he like had we had to sell a pay per view. <laughs> I feel like we don't need, we just don't need the women's division being a collective thing that comes out and celebrates things anymore. No, especially when they're gonna be looking like that because that's all I see is that like them watching her, and then I'm like, I'm like, I really don't hope, I really hope they don't do something with Nikki Bella here because I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll get that. No, that that's the that's the really? that's the rumor. That's 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 the rumor. The main event, and then if you do the timetable, if you want to say Steph, laugh, text me after this happened. Of course he did, <laughs> but he says Ronda versus Stephanie. Like I can see that, but at the same time, Super Showdown is also happening before Evolution. There's no there's no October pay per view for for um, the men specifically. Except for Super Showdown. Then Evolution's at the end of October. So if you want to do Ronda versus Stephanie, you could do it there. 
because they're gonna make a big deal about that. But like, like, but like, if you do Nikki Bella, I'm told I, they would. That's the smartest move they did to not announce that in Brooklyn, because I <laughs> personally think that would have got killed. That would have got killed because, and I told laugh like, I get it. It's publicity. There's nobody else you could put her in there to get more publicity with than Nikki Bella, other than Stephanie. Right. Because Nikki Bella is the big, their big reality star. It'll be, it'll be a good transition for Total Bella, Total Divas, whatever they do. Have how she's main eventing the first ever women's pay per view. Now, see me. I'll, do I like Nikki Bella? Yes, but the the smart in me, I'm like, there's so much more you could do with it. But I understand the publicity that you want to get and how you want to throw it in everybody's face. But I, it would be smart. It would just be yeah, smart. Yeah, it's to a do. smart move. I don't like. I don't not not any any of WWE's business decisions because I knock up plenty of them. I'll, I'll <laughs> knock them down like the road dominoes. When it comes to, when it comes to the business, <laughs> that'd be a smart one though. When it comes to business and exposure, I will never knock them because that's that's what the world's changed to and evolved to. But. That's what they have to do. It's not what the smarts want. The smarts want to see. It's what they, you can actually put out there and get on every television show and every media outlet you can get. But me personally, I don't want to see Ronnie Rousey versus Nikki Bella. I'd rather see Ronda versus Sasha, but I know that's not going to happen. Right. She can face anybody else on the roster to me, but Nikki Bella, because Nikki Bella hasn't even been around. Nikki Bella was around. I, I would be more into it a bit, but she hasn't been around. So. I don't know how can you sell Steph versus Ronda Rousey in a straight up match. You you can. It can't it. be a straight up match. It well, just can't be. Well, what if she has the big boss man? <laughs> that works. That works a little better. But yeah, <laughs> like you can sell it to an extent because they're trying to build Ronda, uh, Ronda and Stephanie as Austin and McMahon, but doesn't work that way. It, 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 it really can't because you have these women coming out all happy and There's only one Austin crying and crap. It does, it's, it's not going to work. And I talked about that months ago when Ronda first debuted if they want to have Stephanie be her Mr. McMahon to her Stone her Ronda Stone Cold. It's, it's not going to work that way. And it's too produced. Like Austin and Vince it was organic. Felt it just real. Kinda, it kind of yeah. played out when that When Austin way. came out or Austin did something to Vince it felt like Real, and this is just way too produced for them to recapture that. Yeah, and I'm almost positive it's Nikki Bella because there'll be no other reason for for them to insert both Bellas into the summer after the SummerSlam match and um, on Raw Monday night. I'd rather see Ronda versus Natty too, but that can't. But I don't think they want to have Natty in the main event because they can't sell that. Right. Um, and my favorite moment from this segment was Ronda calling Natty the cornerstone of the women's division and her getting like a big. She is. Round of applause and her being very emotional. I thought that was like a really good moment. She needed it. She had a rough <clears throat> couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I agree. I was even glad the response she got at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. It was good. I mean, yeah. the segment was all right. Uh, I, unlike you guys, I, I wanted to see a little more of a match uh, at SummerSlam. Um, I know you said it's exactly what kind of need for Ronda Rousey. I wanted to see more just because Bliss was a good champion. And I would like to see some some more ability from Ronda Rousey because she is going to be the title holder. I want to know she can fight. I don't want to have another Brock Lesnar holding a title in there. Well, she says specifically, "I'm not Brock Lesnar." <laughs> yeah, appreciate. but by saying by, yeah, but does by she me saying it? that, by Her me saying, saying that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, by me saying that, I don't I don't want Ronda Rousey in there just hip tossing everyone twenty times. I don't do. I got you. Know? Yeah, and, and that's, that's what she does carrying matches. That's fair. I think we'll see her continue to to grow and get better and. 
I don't think we're in for another Brock Lesnar situation because I think she is invested in doing this, and he clearly is not. Um, you invested in getting his butt kicked at UFC. Yeah, I hope I hope that's what happens. Uh, Becky, Charlotte, and Carmella. I know Prep is happy that Charlotte is is the women's champion. Happier than I am. I really wanted it to be Becky. Becky got her edge. You don't like the story? I do like the story. Like I think oh, this I is going to be say, good. Smackdown I'm just not. Is great. I'm just not the biggest Charlotte guy. Like she's always been the lowest one for me out of that. that the only thing that doesn't play before. well with the story is that the fans are so behind Becky. Well, that's what I have in my notes. Like Becky snapped on Charlotte. You just can't be a heel in WWE. People <laughs> like her more now for what she did. Um, I thought the match was enjoyable. The outcome, I think, was what most of us expected. Whether, like, the match result and what happened afterwards, I think all of us kind of expected this to be the way it went down. Yeah, I'm not sure who picked... Somebody did pick Charlotte, I think, to win. I don't remember who it was. I think both of us did. I thought both of us did. Did we or did we pick Becky? No, I think both of us picked Becky and Eck picked Charlotte. Okay, Mm -hmm. because I picked Carmella to come out on top. Yeah, for me, this was, like, the match... I was watching it, and me and Jen are sitting there, and I'm like, I think this is pretty good. <laughs> like, I looked at her at one point, and I'm like, oh, I think I like this. And it was good. I mean, no no thanks to Carmella. I, th- I, th- I don't think she's as good anymore as, as I thought she was now. before. Oh, no, she was definitely out of place. When you get two superstars two. like that in the ring, yeah, she's yeah, out of they're going to put you out of place real quick if yeah. you can't keep pace. Mm-hmm. As she much did. as I enjoyed the turn, the promo on SmackDown. Excellent. Fantastic. Yeah, it was great. I, I love when they get a chance to come out not in their gear because I feel like almost every women's promo, they're in their gear and just leads to, oh, here's just a tag match that doesn't really mean anything. I thought this was good. I thought it was meaningful. While the crowd maybe shouldn't be cheering her like they were, <laughs> the point was made. It led to a pull-apart, which I don't feel like you see a whole lot in the women's division. No, you really don't. Uh, I, I like it. I like where it's going. I like the edge that Becky has, and it's like we got here. It's this is like a real reaction that a human being would have to the position she's been in. This isn't, this doesn't come across like just a written story. This comes across as this would have evolved into this with kind of almost a, anybody. Kind of a juxtaposition to your produced Ronda Rousey uh, yes, man story. This doesn't feel overly produced. This feels like oh, this is what would really happen. And go ahead, Brett. No, go ahead. Oh, I was <laughs> just gonna say, and the fact that it's like. We know there's a lot of camaraderie between these two. I think what they're going to do is going to end up being really good. Yeah, my favorite line was just something subtle that Corey Graves threw out. I don't want to butcher it, so I'm going to read it. When he, when he just says, like, championship knows no loyalty. And I can relate to that. <laughs> because at WrestleMania, Act 2 Fly, you took something from me. <laughs> and at All In, I'm taking back what's mine, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. <laughs> wow. A lot of heat. Nuclear heat. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. But um, one, thing, one little thing, small detail I enjoyed about Becky's promo on SmackDown was... She grabbed the mic, didn't let the didn't let the crowd chant or anything. She just started talking right away. Yeah, and she was just spewing out facts. It's my title. It's my title. You took this from me. And then I thought the pull pole was a little hokey, but it it's what it's what needed to happen basically out there. But, it was sloppy. Yeah. It was hokey, but it was like 
It was believable yeah. that that these two are just at each other's throats. Yeah, and like it's not believable. I, I just couldn't get past her with the she looked she had the worst case of cotton mouth in, in the world. <laughs> and like you said, you can't really be a heel heel of wrestling any WWE especially anymore because like the crowd wanted her to turn heel so bad on SummerSlam because like Charlotte did pin Becky too, so that that's even added more fuel to the flame. But she actually pinned pinned Becky right. when Becky you could argue Becky had the match won. Yeah, that was good. But how good was Carmella with Paige in the back? <laughs> well, that was the highlight of the women's division for me. We happened got, on SmackDown. We had a, we had a ten pounds of gold quote. Too. Right. <laughs> the fact that our truth is still seeking his match with Carmella <laughs> to earn a title match. I he is so funny, <laughs> and so, I told him this at Access. You're one of the most underappreciated guys of like the last ten years. And I truly believe that. I don't think people appreciate how much comedy he brings to the table. <laughs> I thought it was excellent, even off camera, when Paige is like, you know, Truth, put her down. <laughs> like, did um, he still, like... I'm so glad I caught that. Yeah, I, I thought it was excellent. That was the highlight for the women's division for me, how much she dismissed it. And the fact that I think he even came in and said, oh, you've been, like, you've been ducking and dodging me. <laughs> <laughs> like he, that he really believes he's going to have a match with, with Carmella to earn a title shot. I think it's awesome. I'm so glad that he could do things like that because it's so fun. And, like, that's all he needs to do, and he's one of the top five most entertaining things on WWE programming that week. I thought it was excellent. I'm happy that he's getting to do it. I hope it doesn't stop, especially because she's not even the champion anymore. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. even, that's even the whole point, is you pin the champion, you get a title match. She's not even a champion anymore. Uh, I think it's great. Um, Owens and Strowman, anybody with any thoughts on that? Zero. It's what it had to be. Other than I thought it was going to be lead to him playing more of a role in the, in the main title picture, but didn't. Yeah, because the whole internet's reaction to this was literally, who did Owens piss off? That was yeah. everybody's reaction to this. But if Braun was supposed to win, because we all wanted Owens to win or get it somehow, some way, but if Braun was actually going to win the smash by pinfall, it had to be a squash because Owens had been running from him for months and Braun never really got his hands on him. So... I don't have a problem at all with it being a squash in what it was because that's what the story was. Owens has been avoiding him for months. No, I, I agree. Like, if if Owens wasn't going to find some way to win it, it had to be to be that because... It felt like Braun was going to get DQ'd the way they set it up. That, that's what I thought. I think that's what a lot of people thought. They built up this idea that he could lose it without actually losing, and, I mean, we got swerved. Um, well, then that happens, and you figure he's going to play more a prominent role later, which he kind of didn't. Yeah. And no Owens on Raw. Nope. So who knows what we see next week. Um, Hope he took a couple of days off. He deserves it. Yeah. Balor and Corbin, like, I don't really have anything Baron Corbin to say on that. Baron Corbin's selling of mm. seeing the demon. Fantastic. <laughs> so good. He was so freaked out. I, the internet hated this, too. Because it was such a squash. But that's the point. Ba- Corbin ha- did not expect it. Yeah, it, it was fun to see the demon come back, and they dropped the king part for you. Yeah, so they that, did. Yeah. That, that, that was probably that. refreshing. <laughs> and just when I thought I didn't need another demon Balor figure. Yeah, yes, because... Now I, you need one. Yeah, <laughs> because, back in. No, because his chest piece had the tongue out, and so I was like, yeah. I need that. I, uh, 
yeah, just don't care a whole lot. But I did enjoy Corbin coming out and <laughs> making the excuse. I only lost because I wasn't ready for the demon. I, I didn't. And then, what did he say? He said something. I was supposed to go one-on-one with Finn Balor, the man. Oh, with, with the, the smoke and the music. The smoke I didn't even hear the, the bell ring to start the match. So as far as I'm concerned, I didn't even lose. Like, that, him playing up that role, I think, is perfect. Um, New Day and the Bludgeon Brothers. I'm assuming the New Day only won because Rowan got hurt. Yep, torn by But the, the match on the pay-per-view, fine. I loved the main event match on SmackDown. I loved that they won it without Big E. Uh, I loved Xavier's spot to end it, doing the top rope elbow drop through the table. I thought it was excellent. And I'm just really happy these guys are the tag team champs again. Prep, you wanted it to happen at SummerSlam. At least it happened two nights later. So you can give it a reprieve. But yeah. Yeah, How for, for the SummerSlam match, how crazy was that elbow drop to the outside? Oh, awesome. So good. SummerSlam match was really good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. And again, it. the way it kind of ended kind of kept New Day relevant. Um, I know they only won it, like you said, because of the injury, but it worked out in the end. So It's for the best. But now for it's all like, involved. what's next, though? What is it? The bar and the club, the club. are the bar and the club are going to be number one. Did you one see the segment? I did. You didn't like Carl Anderson. <laughs> I did. It was funny. It made me laugh. Honestly, I loved Luke Gallows' accent too. I thought it was great. And his washboard abs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. selling of the abs is so funny. I'm sad that him and Nia Jax broke up. Yeah, short lived. <laughs> short lived. Hell of a run though. How great was um, the New Day segment with Biggie eating the ribs? Awesome. <laughs> He's like, "How your ribs?" He pulled out the, the car in the ribs. Yeah. What did he say? He said, "I usually like them a little." I don't remember what he said. Like, I like them a little more tender. They're like, oh, "We mean your actual ribs." Oh, they're not good. <laughs> well, Chinese Chinese store ribs, never a good idea. No, not the best idea for sure. Uh, Nakamura and Jeff Hardy again. I don't have a single note for this. Don't care. Nope. Anybody? No, I can care less. And that's a shame because not, I not should care about things much. like this. We should care. They try to get us to care. Well, Jeff versus Randy, they try to get us to care. Because I think this 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 feud with Randy's whole reasoning isn't good. Because like I said Jeff Hardy's an older guy. If it was Randy's facing a younger guy, I feel more better about it. But. They try to get you to care Jeff through the swan time, through the crowd, through the table. And, like, that Randy Orton putting his finger through Jeff's um, oh, cringeworthy. Yeah. that is a rough to watch. Cringeworthy. Yeah. But I should care about Jeff versus Nakamura, but I don't. Yeah, Nakamura hasn't done anything for me since he's come, come up. Nothing. Nope. Um, so before we get to listener questions, I'll be, I'll be a good guy this week. And while I didn't watch it and I have nothing to add... If you guys have anything you want to mention about TakeOver Brooklyn, feel free to do so now before we get to listener questions. The floor questions. is yours. TakeOver Brooklyn. What was your favorite match, Alo? Because I think mine's, I want to <coughs> say it was Adam Cole and Ricochet. <sighs> it's between that and the tag titles. Like, the last man standing match, it was good, but, my God, it was a lot. Because we've <laughs> seen these guys, like, go at it three times now and a lot of the stuff they did in Brooklyn they did some similar stuff in New Orleans but the stuff the limits they went to they, they ripped the ring apart and stuff it was just a lot going on but I think the tag title match was my match tonight and the Brooklyn crowd this weekend was fantastic They I didn't hate them 
I didn't hate him at all. I thought the crowd was real respectful. They must have heard our reviews on them. So yeah. You like the tag mm-hmm. match? Because the last time I, I watched the tag match, the previous preview was the best match for me in the night, too. And so I'm intrigued to watch this one now. Yeah, it was really, it was really, it was opener. It was a really, really good match between that and the um, North American title match for Ricochet. Kyle O'Reilly and and um, and Tyler Bate working together are so good. Yes. <laughs> I'm only looking forward at this point to watching the Velveteen Dream match. Who was his match even against? EC3. EC3. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Still looking forward to it? Because it's not much there. there. Yeah, I don't care about EC3. I'm oh, not a, uh, an EC3 guy. He's a physical specimen. But yeah, funny thing, too. Um, interesting, well, interesting thing. No call-ups yet. Yeah. Did I heard you see maybe, Velveteen's tights? I heard Alistair Black's supposed to get a call-up. Well, he's hurt. He's really, he's legit hurt. Legit he's hurt. Alistair, Alistair Black. Black. Oh yeah, he's really hurt. I he hurt at house show. I like the idea, and we haven't had it yet, so I think there's room for this. What do you think? Because EC3, obviously, he came from TN. Well, he came from NXT, and then he went to TNA. So, and he's really good friends with Rockstar Spud. What if he like invades like Two Hundred Five Live? That'd be cool. It'd be a reason for people to tune in. It'd be something different. It would be story, which I think is the main thing. Uh, granted, I I don't have a leg to stand on saying whether they're telling stories on 205 Live because I haven't watched it, but I think it'd be an interesting story for them to tell. Yeah, I think it would only be good. I think there's room for something like that on that show. I mean, it's only an hour, and like this week, like I can only watch so many matches. Like, right. You have to give me something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, matches are great, but you need to do something to make the match mean something, and that's through storytelling. If you're not telling stories, the matches don't really matter. At least for me. Like, I don't care enough about the matches to really be into them without, like, a selling point. I could go to, like, an indie show and watch an individual match and enjoy it for what it is, but I'm not going to make a habit of watching nine hours a week of just wrestling matches. It's just... Uh, there's no... Even if you put every H, HBK's, however many of his best matches would take up nine hours, I wouldn't even want to do that. So, guys inferior to that, I'm definitely not trying to watch. Uh, what do we have for listener questions? Yeah, we got a question from the Godfather, Joe Lafferty. Mm-hmm. Oh, we also have the return of Push Fire Barry for you, too. Okay. <laughs> Will Triple H, will, will, will H and Taker main event the stupid car in Australia? Why or why not? Yes, because clearly Triple H wants to. <laughs> yes, because as Triple H, as H put it, yeah. it's the end of an era. It's the closing Again. of that book. Mm-hmm. Again. What else is going to main event it? Give me, give me a better main event and I'll think about it. <laughs> Well, I'm glad they're actually trying to build to this match, unlike the the, the stuff they did at the Great Rumble. <sighs> the way he put it over, I think he made main event, but I wouldn't be shocked if he opens the show like he did at the Great Rumble against Cena. But this might be the only time you actually see Triple H or Dan Taker actually fuel this match until October 6th, until the match actually happens. Yeah, I don't expect them to be on the show regularly building this thing up. I definitely don't expect to see The Undertaker. The only thing that would probably be built over is if they have a title title match, which right now, as of right now, <coughs> I'm assuming. Yeah, you could I do mean, something with Ronda. 
but yeah. six minutes tops, you right. can get 20 out of them. All right, so we got a statement from Donovan DeLoy on Lloyd No Relation. Okay. So y'all going to act like I haven't been talking about Impact Wrestling for months. Alo brought, brought it up last episode. I don't even know what TNA is, so... It's Impact, Ron. I, I recuse myself from, from this conversation. I understand what you're asking me, but I don't care. <laughs> like, this is the entitled stuff that bother us about the IWC, like, because they said it first, they feel like they need to tell us that they said it first. Like, it doesn't matter to me whether you said it first or not. Fair I don't enough. know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> well, Prep kind of did a great res- great response, kind of like similar to what I was going to do. There are a lot of good things people champion a lot in life, and you only have but so much time to actually watch it. You can't watch everything in the world. And the last thing I kind of want to watch is more wrestling because you guys know my, you guys know how I um watch my wrestling I'll do Monday Tuesday if I have to recap anything I'll do that Wednesday before the show and then I'll watch wrestling again unless I don't have to interpret anything until Sunday right so the last thing I want to do is watch more wrestling now if I catch it I catch it it's not a big deal like I watched Impact for that little that's one half hour I did enjoy it but you could say, if it was good it's good but it's not but I'm not gonna run and watch it unless it's something I'm like I'm fully interested in like if um, the Avengers movie, one of the Marvel movies comes out, or something like that, or something like I'm really, really into, is out, and I could just watch it quickly. Happy just, Time Murders. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, like I haven't had a chance to watch Glow season two. Yeah, I haven't finished. I, I haven't watched. Finished it. That. I just finished it. Yeah, I haven't finished that. And, and I watched TNA long, long time ago too, so I don't want to hear that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joey's like, I was watching it back in '03 or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, so it's like. There's plenty of things I have have on my queue that I, I haven't watched, but if you say it was good, I'm not saying it wasn't good then. It's just I'll get to it. We'll get to it. We get to it. Yeah, there's just nothing that would make me watch any other wrestling promotion. Like for no, there's no reason I would tune in. But you go to Ring of Honor though. I will go for that. <laughs> yes. All right. Push fire, Barry. Okay. Now, this is interesting because me and Laugh were debating on who to put on this. <laughs> I told him about your face turn the other day, uh-huh. so this may not actually... I, I told him to replace it. The rules still apply. Okay. All right, so I told him to replace it with something, but he said, what does that have to do with rest, with, do with Ron? <laughs> Ron hates this person. So I'll do his version. Okay. So push fire Barry. Eric Bischoff. Okay. <laughs> Donald Trump. Oh, okay. New Japan fans. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, that's tough. There, There's one that I know already. Man. This, this might be the toughest one for me so far because there's... Like, last week I had an easy out to, to push my job for financial reasons. This week I don't have, like, an easy out on well, the push. Well, I thought this would be easy for you. So that's what I, that's what I was thinking in my head when he sent me this. I'm like, this yeah, might be easier just by by default because I. So there's one part of my on show persona that started way before the other part. So I will say I will push New Japan fans. <laughs> I will bury Eric Bischoff, and just because it's too fitting not to do it, 
Donald Trump, you're fired. <laughs> like, that's... Yeah, I, I couldn't I, go any other I, way. Yeah, I know. One. Like, when I saw it, I was like, I already know what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah, that one was, like, set up on the T for me. But laugh, thank you. Yeah, because... For another push, very fun. Because I was going to replace uh, New Japan with Nick Cannon. <laughs> I probably would have pushed Nick Cannon too. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. But see, as I much as it would have made me sick to do it, I But see, would I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there were, as soon as Trump was mentioned, I was like, he's, I'm definitely... I knew that for I'm definitely fact. taking advantage of the opportunity to say you're fired. But, uh, and Bischoff... Or maybe I should have said, you're fired! All right, would, are you ready for Stump Alo? I'll take preps first. Okay. All right. So... In season two of Martin, (laughs) (laughs) episode 22, Yours, Minds, and Ours, Martin, Cole, and Tommy go and buy a big screen TV. Okay. What is the name of that TV? Hashitashi. No, 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 that's not. not, uh, Yeah. Hashitashi? The Hashitashi what? 5,000? 2,000? 2,000. Excellent work. <laughs> All right. Well, now to laughs. Wrestling-related stump name. He says this is a follow-up to SummerSlam throwback. Well, kind of. Three parts. You're going to have to pay attention to this. How many times did Booker T hold tag team gold in WWE? Who was it with, and who did they beat to win the titles? Jesus. No, 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 no. You said WWE? In WWE. How many times did he win WWE Tag Team Gold? Who did he win it with? And who did he beat to get it? That's easy. Okay. <laughs> okay, let me see. All right, well, the first time, him and Tess beat The Undertaker and Kane. <laughs> All right, that that's one down. That was in September of 2000. <laughs> I'm really getting dates now. Uh... The second time was him and Goldust. They won a 14 tag team match at Armageddon 2002. That was in December. They beat the Dudleys, uh, the damn champions, uh, Regal and Storm. And God, who was the fourth team in that match? I can't remember the fourth team. Dudleys. The Dudleys, Regal, Storm. Is it, Lover? it wasn't Lover. Lover just thought it was there yet. Uh, <laughs> Come back to that one. It's the third one. Wasn't three minute warning, was it? It was not. Is it obscure team? Yeah. God, what is that damn fourth team? Yeah, they're not a uh, like a tag team. Jericho and Christian, vitamin okay, C. Okay, yes. Um, <laughs> and the third time, I am right with three, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He won with RVD. Okay. In 2004. And... Did it beat Flair and Batista? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Excellent work, as You're always. You're a lunatic, Ayla. <laughs> 
I I thought you were gonna have a little more trouble than that. You didn't really have too much trouble at all. Um, all right. Anything else anyone wants to add before we close it out? Ron, mm-hmm. again, great job on Ronnie versus the world <laughs> this week. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I've never listened to that band, so I might now. <laughs> you should at least listen to that song. I mean, granted, you heard it at the begin, the opening of the show and the closing of the show, but and you should listen to them anyway. They're a great band. You still ain't watched my show? <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. Although my Scout U class ended last night, actually, which means I'll have a little bit more. Good for you. Yeah, a little bit more time freed up. That was like a lot of work went into into that class. It was a, a challenging class this time. I knew that. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. So there's a chance that by the time we record next Wednesday, I may have some Chrisley takes <laughs> that I have not had before. And you, um, you could just jump into whatever episode you want. Okay, so I don't need to, no, to start from the beginning. No, he is ridiculous. <laughs> so no introduction necessary. Because no, you <laughs> right. um, you'll, you'll see Chase. You'll see Savannah. <laughs> Chase. Mama. You'll see Mama. He, he's, there's, he's gold. There's he's a gold. better than 50-50 chance I will have watched an episode of Chris Lee before next week. Good. Um, you got to take it at least two. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, so with that... Joel Embiid, come and trust the process with us. LeBron, what the hell? You're still invited. I'm not even going <laughs> to go down that road anymore. Um, listen to Throwback Madness SummerSlam 2000 t- 2002. That was recorded last week. It is available. Listen to any of our old throwbacks and unsanctions. Subscribe on iTunes. Five-star ratings and reviews. Um, Alo, would you like to move any merch? What a Maneuver.net to embrace the madness. And don't forget to check out our interview with NWA World's heavyweight champion, Nate Aldis. Very good interview, worth 20 minutes of your time to listen. Um, and again, watch 10 Pounds of Gold. At the very least, watch the most recent one and watch the, the four-part miniseries. So for Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever, C.K. Joe Rodermill. Living the legend. <laughs> for Preptagon Jr., Josh Preptagina. Thanks again, Ron. You're welcome. And for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery. We will see you next week. Hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.